and welcome back to the Top 10 Everything. Welcome back! We are back! We are back. Um, episode 32. 32, Kevin mm-hmm. McHale, and right. we, it's another special one. It is. We have the four amigos today. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yes. We are all here. Um, yeah. This one is like probably the... We went on this for a long time now. We did. It's it's been hyped up since the top ten music artists. Well, I, it's I, been teased. Yeah, kind of. and, that's correct. And I love that this was an organic idea. It was during the podcast. All, was, all, all by Tom O'Bara, who yes, happens to correct. be here again. It's, I it's, love it. All thanks for having me, guys. Oh, of course, it's an honor. It's an honor. <laughs> Tom, is this out of all the moments in your life? Where, where does this where does this rank on the top ten list? Your top top ten moments, right? This ranks up there in in, in top three. I'd say my my wedding day uh-huh. when one of my children was born, right? <laughs> and then um, this, right? Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, oh, that's outstanding. That is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the he's got the notepad. He's got the Wikipedia page. He's got everything. He's all prepared as Ready. usual. So I've been preparing for this since the music episode, um, never thinking that I would get another invitation back. But <laughs> in my in, in in hope and desperation, I've been preparing ever since. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dreams do come true. They do. <laughs> um, so, Gav, uh, do we need to announce it to everyone who, who's on? Do you no. think everyone gets yeah. it? Yeah, I think everyone knows the crew. Right. Oh yeah, so let, let's let's picture this, right? The stage is set. We got the we got the table all set. The food is whatever you want. You got five people, dead or alive. Who would you choose to bring to your dinner party? In ranked, who do you want the most there? Kind of at one on one. Exactly. So yeah, so we're we're gonna do five top five. Yeah, because last top episode I think was like party. what two and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah, so we're kind of we're tr- trying to uh, learn as we go here, and we're just right. going to do five for today. Yeah, top I, five everything. Yeah, I like it. Now, right. uh, look, does anyone have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I do. I got I've got about thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get ten people in this in this dinner party, but no, actually, no. I do have honorable mentions. It's the three of you. Um, oh. You guys. <laughs> Didn't make the cut, but uh, honorably mentioned. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was actually thinking about that. Like, if I did this generally, and like, honestly, I'd probably want someone else that I know there, just so they could experience it with me. Well, I figured you guys would probably be good wait staff. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I mean, That's how you picture us? Yeah, I mean, if you can't make the party, I mean, at least... You, you can still say you were at the party. Yeah, there you right. go. That's, that's good yeah, enough. That's about as close as I'd ever get anyway. You can ask so. if you want some more bread. <laughs> and then I was thinking, I had some other honorable mentions, but you guys would have no idea who they're who they are. It's like my best friend from high school, my, a few of my friends from college. Yeah, uh, Aaron, who we just had uh, an international soccer coach staying with us for like six months. These are like the dudes who I've never laughed harder with. Um, I can only imagine what an S show it would be if uh, all of us got together at a, around the table, and we would just be waste staff. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> that I, I might, I might let you guys um, hang out. Maybe, okay. maybe at the kitty table. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> You'll hang at the kitty table. <laughs> I have no issues with that. Right. Um, Anybody else have honorable mentions? That was it. Yeah. I, I actually have well, we, one. I have one person on my honorable. No, I mentions. don't. Do we, do we not want to say like what our meal is going to be? Like, do we not like that? Um. 
let's go through the honorable mentions first because okay, they okay, weren't okay. even invited to the party. Maybe it would change. Like, I, if I had my buddies, we would just be fine with pizza and wings. Okay, yeah. but um, it's just like. Yeah, you got, you got some high profile people there too as well. well. In my, in my, my legit top five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't want one to... dude doesn't even eat. Like he only eats. He's like a vegetarian. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think about right. that. I just did Uh-oh. like my favorite food. Uh oh. Yeah, I, I did my favorite. Food I don't know. As well. people... but, you know, Tom. Quick question: Have you been to Parker's Pub mentioning wings? Yes, only yeah. on 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 Gavin's recommendation. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was when you guys like mentioned it like a while back. Yeah. How did yeah, you like we, it? Uh, we enjoyed it. The only problem I'm finding is that they're not open like it's seven weird. days a week. I know. Yeah. It's like every time you it's, call, like you'll call five times and then like the sixth time it'll work. Like you'll like, it'll oh, go yeah. like a Verizon thing. It's weird. It's yeah. really oh, annoying. Think, yeah. Uh, you almost have yeah, to like go fine. there and order. For it, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, that is really annoying. Yeah, big yeah. time. Big time annoying. Uh, and you can, you can order through Grubhub. You can try. And then by the time you get to the end of your order, then it says they're not open. Yes, yeah. I've done the same we've thing. Done, we've so had frustrating. The same challenges. So I can't quite figure them out. I know. But, I don't know. But the wings are pretty good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, we like we sometimes like each do an order ourselves and then do like half and half for each order. So we have like four different types of wings because there's like 20 okay, on yeah. the menu. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. good stuff. Top 10 yeah. wings. Top no. 10 wings? Right. <laughs> there you go. We should do that. <laughs> Live on site, we should do it. <laughs> that would yes, that would do a video of us taste testing the wings. We got to yeah. do the, the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was really hot. Yeah, there was, a, there was like a ghost pepper yep, one. It was, we tried that. It was so incredibly hot. It was. Yeah. It was unassuming as far as it looks. It was white. That, did I have that one? It was white, like a yeah. white, a white um, uh, sauce. Yeah, I only had one. And then, yeah, I was crying too much. I couldn't do another. Yeah. Yeah, it's All right, just like go. daddy Where, didn't talk to you. Yes. yes. Who else? Who else do we have for honorable mention? You say you. Have I, I I only have one. Um, now I- Andrew and Gab, do you guys have honorable I mentions don't. too? I don't. No. All right. So I will. Uh, I will tell you that my honorable mention. He almost made my top five, but he didn't, and that is Prince. So <laughs> I'm a big Prince fan. I always liked him, and the thing about Prince is that. He largely stayed away from uh, the public. So he was kind of this like mysterious guy. You know, he had some really big hits in the mid 80s. He put on, I say, arguably one of the best Super Bowl halftime shows ever. And um, unfortunately, he died young. Uh, but, you know, they always talked about his, um, his mansion that he had. He was just right outside Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, extremely talented artist and i would just love to get inside his head i'd love to know what makes him tick because he was just such a, a a different different person good luck <laughs> yeah. well a a he's dead you already okay. well yeah yes. 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 all right oh my all right. god oh my god no. <laughs> oh, yeah you understand how elusive he was when he was alive right yes i absolutely yeah. do so he was not. He he really didn't seem to me like a person who would really engage in in chit chat conversation. Um, that he would just kind of there would be like this flash and then a purple smoke and then he would arrive. Purple rain and then he would like say maybe two words and then like make a symbol uh, and then disappear. Yeah, he he was. Would he actually? That sounds like some sort of creepazoid type thing. <laughs> yeah, it was good music though, right? Like. Extremely uh, talented, right? And and I'd love to yes. get I'd love to get him to share. Like, why is he like that? I I, I don't get it. Maybe it's just because he can be like that. But the eccentricities yeah, some people are, are just roof, more you know? like I don't know. Yeah, introverted. I guess. Yeah, introverted. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
don't know. Could just be as simple as that. But yeah. it's that weird juxtaposition, right? He's an introvert. Juxtaposition? What? Yeah, b- big, big word. Wow. But uh, he also performs in front of thousands and thousands of people, you know, in his yeah. family. So well, yeah, if you're that popular, I think you're out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Would you say that that's why he's an honorable mention? Because he's that mysterious and introverted? Yeah, you know, um, I think it's a combination of that, Andrew, as well as the fact that I really love my top five. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense, and of he course. Just, he yeah. just couldn't quite crack it. Of course. Yep, makes sense. Um, all right, so that that's mine. I, I, Gav or Andrew, do you guys want to lead us off? Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'm probably going to get some flack for this one. I have someone who's really, really out there and probably one of my craziest of, of my five dinner dinner party. Um, so, yeah, so this is not an honorable mention. I have Kanye West. This your number five. Yeah. Like, this is legit. Um, so he is someone who I, I, I like his music. I didn't put him on my top ten music artist list. Um, but obviously it's pretty well known that he, like, suffers from bipolar disorder. So I'd love to like kind of just like pick his brain for him being some of the like probably one of the greatest music producers of all time with his music. I'd love to just kind of understand like what goes through his head because some of the things that come out of his mouth are just really out there. Like his whole social media profile, and it's I'd I'd love to just kind of like kind of understand what's going through his head. But what do you mean when he's his own producer? Like in terms of music, like music producer music, or just... music producer? Yes. Okay, so like. Yes. You're telling me that when he goes in the studio, he's making everything himself? Um, I don't know if that's anymore, but for a large part of his career, that was the way he, yes. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's, so, di- that's, I, I'm just going to say that, that's different than most rappers today. Right, yeah, he's not, most he's not probably one of the best lyricists for yep. rappers. He's, he's more of his producing is probably a strong suit, because he's not, like, one of the greatest compared to, like, people like Kendrick Lamar also, J. Yep. Cole, people yep. like that are really good lyricists, but he's not really in that category. Um, but I'd like to learn maybe even how he makes his music. And there's a lot of things like with his albums that like a lot of people think portray stories and they've neither been confirmed nor denied by him. So I'd actually like like to ask him if it's those are true. That's just been speculation okay. from people. Conspiracy so, theory? Kind of. Yes. Yes, yes. Exactly. Classic Andrew. I love a good conspiracy. Um, yeah. So that's my number five. That's one of the people I'd like to have. And, and you know what's exciting? He could be the next president of the United States. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. Could be the. As strange as that sounds, it still would be an improvement. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Not fired. Not wrong. I love it. I love it. All right, uh, Andrew, you want to go next? Yeah. So my number five. Um, here, here's the way I, I did my ranking. Here is that I kind of like the first person that popped into my head was number one, and so on. Okay. So I thought, you know, if that's going to be my logic here, um, then this person will be my number five. My number five, I have Morgan Freeman. Ooh. Love his voice. He is going to provide the most badass dinner toast you have ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because it's true. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Give you some words of wisdom and a pat on the back. Good job, son, you know. I could have such a deep conversation with this guy just about who knows what, like everything. I, I I don't care, Morgan Freeman. Talk to me. Put me to sleep. Sing me a lullaby. I don't care. I want you there. And that rhymed. That's right. Maybe I'm like the new Kanye West. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to say. Andrew, Why do I need that? to invite him? I can just invite you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, w- I would not be a server. I would just be right there. <laughs> You know what's impressive about Morgan Freeman, too, is that his acting career, uh, he didn't really make it big until much later in age. Yeah. Um, right. 
unlike a lot of the movie stars that you see today. Um, so it's impressive that he was able to stick it out. And um, when you hear him speak, his voice is just so distinct. Mm-hmm. So powerful. Yeah. I love his voice. Reminds me of, uh, who's the guy who was uh, Darth Vader? What, what was his name? James Earl Jones. Yes, James Earl yeah. Jones. Another great voice. Another guy whose voice I love. I love his voice. Yep. All right. Tom, yeah. bat in the three spot? Do you, do you want three? Of course. Uh, yeah, but he's uh, going right, the third right, one right, to go. Right, 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 right. Sure, I will. Now, listen, I'm going to caveat all five of mine just to say that there's a combination here of these five that I expect that everyone at the table is going to get along, right? Okay. I never thought of that. There's going to be chemistry at the table. It's not just five people who I would, you know, take turns talking to. Mm. Like, I imagine, like, a fun conversation um, across the table among all five. Oh, that's uh, that's Ooh. something that I didn't really – that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that at all. Right. That's actually really smart. But um, coming in at number five, this is a dark horse. You may not have heard of him. It's a guy by the name of Marcus Lemonis. You know who Marcus Lemonis is? Anybody except Danger? Marcus Lemonis. No, keep going. Uh, so Marcus Lemonis is a self-made uh, millionaire. He is um, um, on a TV show on CNBC called The Prophet. Oh, oh that guy. I know, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. He's, good yeah. Fr- he's good friends with A-Rod. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, listen, he was born, uh, he's Lebanese and um, was an orphan and was adopted by this family. Uh, he grew up in America, in uh, Chicago. Um, you know, went had all schooling here in the States and everything else. And um, I forget how he got his first break into venture capitalism, but he has like this crazy portfolio of all these different businesses. Um, he puts his name on a lot of the fashion stuff he has, but there are others that um, he's just a, a primary investor in, like Camping World, for example which is far from high culture um, uh, fashion. Anyway, I just love watching The Prophet. Um, it's a play on words. The show is Prophet with an F, but um, you know he is a prophet with a you know a PH uh, at the end. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Prophet with an F. Like, what the heck? Okay, yeah, yeah I get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I've been uh, – uh, I've always admired uh, – when I stumbled across this show, I've always admired this guy – um, he's big on the three P's, um, people, process, and product. Um, and um, I didn't expect everyone would know him, um, but he's going to hold his own at the table. And um, looking forward to um, spending some quality time with the guy. That's a good one. I, I always like that show because I love how direct he is. Yes. He's, you know, he doesn't mince any words and he's able to assess complex situations really quickly and map out a solution. Which I always find impressive. So um, I've seen but the show. Not, I like I like it as well. But he's not completely cutthroat. Like yeah, right. He's um he's got a great bedside manner, and he's he's empathetic to the business owners that he's helping get you know um uh, out of their struggles. Um, just seems like a good dude all around. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Did you know about him before the show? No, no, of course no. not. Right. That's basically no. how everybody knows him, right? I th- I don't know. I mean, I mean, unless you're like, yeah. One of his companies, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of his company? Um, doesn't, doesn't matter. But no, I don't know. Okay, all right, never mind. I don't know. Let's say Lamonis Industries. There I you swear, go. I think it might be that. Is it actually? There you go. All right, for my number five guest, I have uh, one of my favorite athletes uh, of all time, and that is Larry Joe Bird. 
And I knew it. Yeah. This, this one's pretty obvious. Yeah, I, I've always been a big Larry fan, and th- there's a lot of reasons why I'd like uh, to to have him over. W- one, um, I'd love to just get his, and he's usually pretty unfiltered anyway, but I'd love to get his unfiltered uh, perspective on best teammates, uh, best opponents, people he didn't like the most, best coach he played for, uh, what he thinks about today's NBA players. Um, what I think is unique about Larry is you think about his entire career. Uh, he was rookie of the year, took uh, a small small college team to the NCAA finals, won three championships, appeared in five um, with the Celtics, then was coach of the year and also executive of the year for the Indiana Pacers. So he's kind of hit it upon. He's excelled in pretty much anything that he's put his mind to. He's done a great job at. And I love to – People like that, I love to find that drive, and um, especially at the this drive, point, his book. his his book, yeah, he has a self um, uh, biography, self auto autograph autobiography, autobiography, yes. um, so written with Bob Ryan, a great basketball writer, and they wrote that together called Drive when it was probably in, I'd say the late '80s, early '90s when that came out. Um, so yeah, I, I've always been fascinated by him, uh, and I I love his work ethic especially when you see him today or even clips, he was never athletic, but he was always able to take over a game, which I, I just found fascinating. I understand the pick, but like at the same time, I was thinking about putting him on there because obviously I'm, I'm he's not on my list, but like, I know you're probably like the biggest Larry Bird fan I know, but in general for the dinner party aspect, he's not a charismatic person in the slightest. Like he's not someone who like, I mean, probably in like a similar way, you'd probably want to get to hear his opinion on things. Cause it's not like he was big in the media at all. But I just I don't I don't know he's not he's not like that's why I was kind of like he's not someone that I'd want to talk to. So I get this this is how and to be honest I kind of thought about this differently right I I thought that these were all like people we'd want to have a one on one dinner with Mm -hmm. I I didn't think all five were at the table at the same time and I think one on one he would be it would just be interesting to hear especially because he's such a a country boy he's a he's a down to earth guy I could easily picture having a drink and dinner with him and him just opening up yeah that's fair. That's yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so I, I I do have to caveat that I, I, to your point, Tom, about yeah. having everyone at the same time at the table. I my, my bad, I did not think of it like that. I was just thinking, hey, if you could have dinner with somebody, get some different think? perspectives, whatever. Yeah, that's all right. The only limit is your your imagination. There's. Ooh, I love that. I feel like this is like reading Rainbow right now. <laughs> right. Andrew's next Andrew's next dinner guest is gonna be Willy Wonka. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. All right. right. Back to the top. I think it's you, Gavin. Okay. um, My number four. Okay, yeah. My number four, I have um, Warren Buffett. Um, Just because... Oracle uh, of Omaha. Right. Um, I've recently gone into investing this past year, obviously through you, because you're in finance. But um, it's just kind of like, I think like... He's probably the most famous investor in like the whole world and probably the most successful at that. And um, it, it's just probably the advice that you'd get. You know what I mean? Like probably yeah. just like to pick his brain and kind of like get – like just for me for the future. You know what I mean? Because like, if, if I'm going to get investing from, my, from anyone, it would probably – can't get any better than Warren Buffett. So like I think it's pretty simple. There's nothing I, I'd, I'd really like – there's nothing really deep about it. It's just more like – to find out what what companies he picks, like his, um, and obviously I know you've read his books as well, so I could probably just do that. But I think a one on one more conversation would be 
probably beneficial as well. Yeah, so, maybe to get a deeper understanding right. of this process, mm-hmm. you know, of, of how we and like companies company. now that he'd want to pick, so that yeah. maybe I could get in. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. No, I think that's that's a great pick. So he does. He he's the owner of a company called Berkshire Berkshire Hathaway, and he does an annual meeting with anyone who owns a share of that is invited to go to Omaha. Oh, so you could just go? If you own a share of the company, you, you're invited. But you could own a share. You, you could. Just, and he yeah. has like a big auditorium that he does it, it does a, a, spe- a speech to all of the share owners. And it's kind of almost like a fireside chat where he talks about things, people ask questions. Um, and, and in that, it's, it's, all, it's probably the closest you can get to what you want, Gav, mm-hmm. which is him being like kind of transparent about what, he's, what he sees as opportunities and what he likes about the portfolio as it stands at that point in time. But I, yeah, I love that. I love that choice. No, actually, for Gavin to get as close as, as that, every year he auctions off a lunch with with um, with him that where the proceeds go to charity, and people pay um, for like a sixty minute lunch. They'll pay upwards of a couple hundred grand. That's crazy. Um, That's not enough. Imagine yep. someone want to have lunch with you that bad. <laughs> like, like that'd be awesome. Do a lunch with Gavin Croak, top ten everything podcasts. They don't even know that you chew with your mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gavin, um, check out. There's a there's a uh, a documentary on Netflix about uh, Warren Buffett, and it's not this is it's not about investing. Um, it's, about, yeah. it's just about his life. Have I? Mm-hmm. I, I, have and, I? Yeah, and his modest um, upbringing. But then also, as being one of the richest man, men alive, um, he uh, drives the same Cadillac. Uh, he goes to the McDonald's drive through yeah. every morning, gets the same breakfast. Um, you know, he's just a very modest dude. I've, I've seen that documentary, Tom. It's a good one. You're absolutely yeah. right. It's real fascinating yeah. to see that he hasn't, even though he could buy pretty much anything he wants in the world, he lives so right. simple. Right. Yeah. Andrew, what's next? All right. Um, you, you said the term magical and dreamy. Here we go. I have Walt Disney. Oh, I like it. I was thinking about him for a long time on my list. Good one, Andrew. I'm just thinking, like, if you, like, he died in, like, the late 60s, I believe. And so this is kind of before, you know, everything. Like, of course, Disney was a huge franchise back then. But the fact that none of the momentum has gone and it's just like so – like I bet if you were to look at half the podcast that we guys have done so far, half of them probably can relate to Disney in some way, shape, or form. Yep. That's absolutely right. In terms of villains, movies, of course, Disney World in general, you know, Pixar, all of that. I, I think the huge impact that he had today and the fact that almost everything can be traced like back to this one man is incredible. And so to just kind of have a talk with him and how this all kind of started from a mouse and just him being a cartoonist is an ins- is pretty insane. I'd just love to pick his brain about it. I love the choice. It's, uh, uh, you should tell Andrew about the doc- the thing we saw. Yeah, it's just, there's a bunch of different documentaries on Disney Plus that yeah. you can watch and stuff like that that we've seen. Yep. Um, the, Ima- like, the Imagineers is pretty good, though. Yep, because it, the only, yeah, I know. Because it, it talks about Walt Disney's vision and how the that the people that create all of the rides today are trying to replicate his, his But at the vision. same time, like, this has gone so much farther than you think Walt Disney would ever imagine. Oh, exactly. I, I, yeah. I mean, like, like, I think, honestly, like, obviously he's the one that started this, but there's a lot of people that I think are a lot, just as, just as, um, what's it called? Influential. Influential and kind of, like, in, in the whole Disney, because 
now Disney's like one of the biggest companies in the whole world, not just like an amusement park or movies. It's like it's literally like the face of like it's a brand, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, but it's, that's it's, not what he was going for right. at all. Exactly. That's a yeah. Great so point that's why I think that's it's, just what's so incredible about it. Yeah, how it's just kind of flourished into this. Yep. Kind of thing. Exactly. I like it. There we go. There you go. All right, Tom. Back uh, to you. The next random selection that no one's going to know. Uh, the Flying Tomato. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, what's his name? White? Sean White. White. Sean oh, White. Okay. Sean White, uh, 33 years old. <laughs> Born in 1986, Sean White is a uh, professional skateboarder and snowboarder. And although I neither skate no, nor board, I always admired this dude. Figured this guy no interest. Like, has got to have the best life out of anybody out there. He's doing what he loves, and he's great at it. Um, and he looks good doing it, right? So I did some research on this guy, Sean White, and it turns out that he had like a heart condition when he was born. He had two open-heart surgeries before the age of one. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But even still with that, uh, by age nine, he had caught the attention of Tony Hawk, uh, another legendary skateboarder, um, and who kind of took him under his wing. And uh, by age 17, he had gone pro as a skateboarder. Meanwhile, he was snowboarding on the side, and... um, uh, his snowboarding talents actually uh, exceeded his skateboarding talents. And um, he competed in the Winter Olympics in 06, in 10, in 14, and in 18. And today he holds the record for the most X Games gold medals and the most Olympic gold medals uh, by a snowboarder. On top of that, he's won 10 SB awards. Beyond that, just look at the guy. Yeah. Google his image. Yes. I mean, he's like a fun loving dude, always has a smile on his face. And uh, always wanted to be Sean White. Yeah, um, and I, if, if I couldn't be him, I wanted to be close to him. I gotta give you credit. For, that's a good choice because I totally forgot the fact that he's both a skateboard and a snowboarder. Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's insane. That cool. you could have X, yeah. X Games awards in both of them. Awards. That's actually yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably like one of the many few athletes in all of history where they like excel at two different sports. Although they are very similar, they, uh, you know, yeah. Olympics and X Games. Like that's pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like the choice. Uh, I, I remember actually watching him compete in some of those Winter Olympics and some of those X Games. He he was. I think he was. And I might be wrong about this. Tom was he the first one to do the seven twenty spin? You know, um, there was a bunch of moves that were listed in his Wikipedia page, <laughs> and he's like still the only guy who's ever done like wow. um, I don't know if it was a seven twenty backside or whatever else it was, but there were these all these crazy moves that they have listed down as far as the being him being the first and only. Wow! wow. Yeah, that's impressive. That's impressive. Whenever you're able to revolutionize uh, a sport and do different moves that have never been one to dream them up and then two to execute it, that's yeah. impressive. And, and, and I'm not sure what was going to happen if um, the 2020 Winter Olympics are not going on, did, did not go on, right? No, the 2021. So they've, yes. they've delayed yeah. it. Yeah. But um, I'm curious if he's going to, that would then be one, two, three, four, five Olympics in a row. There can't be many athletes out there that can compete in five Olympics in a row. Yeah. How old is he? He's now 33. Uh, yeah, so you would assume this might be. It's a young man's game, the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Especially that sport, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. My number four is my my only my only US president. I, I, I thought a lot a lot about how many US presidents would I originally have and who would it be. 
and I had to go with my favorite, and it's Donald Trump. No, I'm just kidding. It is Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know how much you guys like about Teddy Roosevelt or know about him, but um, I wouldn't say identical to Sean White, but he also had a very sickly childhood. And um, when you're able to see how he tried to lose the image of being a frail child and how it shaped his life as he grew up, it's pretty impressive. I, re- I read a biography about him. Jeez, this is going back. It must have been about 25 years ago. And when you hear his life story, you hear about his upbringing, and you hear about the accomplishments he had and just this vision of um, really just trying to make, at that time, America stronger, bigger, faster, more efficient, and all the um, you know the, the work he did to make that happen, as well as just his popularity. Uh, something struck a chord where, as he could have been a president that could have won three consecutive terms. Um, he didn't run uh, the third time. And then shortly thereafter, I think they Congress enacted the rule that you can only run or have two consecutive terms as a president. He did try to reenact um, the presidency with a, the progressive party. It was a brand new political party he formed that was separate of the Democrats and Republicans. It didn't work, uh, but still his... Um, his vision and uh, his ability to kind of forge a path that hadn't been seen yet, I thought was really impressive. So I, I would have loved to have uh, spent some time with him. And I would say meat and potatoes for that one, Andrew. Meat and potatoes kind of guys is my gut for uh, dinner. Gotcha. Yeah, that that probably seems right. Yep. <laughs> Whenever I think of him, I think of um, who played him in um, Night at the Museum. Was it Robin Williams? Yeah, he played. I don't know oh, why. Whenever I think of Teddy yes. Roosevelt, I think of Robin Williams. Yes, that, actually, and another person who I was thinking about for dinner was Robin Williams. Yeah, that would be a good choice. All right, so Teddy Roosevelt. All right, me now again. Back to you. Top three. Um, my number three spot. Um, I have an athlete. I have Bill Russell. Yes. This is someone who I think. Um, I picked him over Larry because I wanted to have one Celtic. Because me being a diehard Celtic fan, but I just feel like. Bill Russell, I think, is kind of like a, just a more interesting person in general. He's, I feel like, he's definitely more charismatic. He's still, he's still like he very he throws things on Twitter, right. which, like, are hysterical. which is hysterical. Yeah. He's like whatever, ninety something years old, and he's like on Twitter, like they like, trashing people sometimes. <laughs> um, but when he was younger too, he's very big into the scene of activism too. For um, kind of in a time where back in the fifties and sixties where. Blacks aren't really accepted, especially in the NBA. Especially in Boston, right? Too. Yeah, Boston exactly. Was a tough place yeah. to play. So he was, time. um, and that was kind of a big deal. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. I feel like he's someone that I'd love to hear, especially with those old Celtics teams as well. I just think he's a really well-educated person, and I think that he'd be a good person that I'd really like to meet and talk to. It's kind of simple as that. I like it. I like the choice, especially because it was such a different time when he was an athlete. Yeah, and I'd love to see like what he thinks about players now, and like because obviously I wasn't able to see stuff back then, just right. to like kind of un- get a deeper understanding for things. I don't know. And you wonder how how well would he have played when he was catered to where you know they weren't on buses to go from game to game; they'd be on you know plush airplanes and staying at the best hotels, and that was not a life that he was a part of. So you just wonder. With those kind of amenities, it makes you impressed with how well he even played on top of all the social issues that he was battling every day of his life. So, um, yeah, I really like that choice. This is like Bill Russell was like before the Larry Bird era, correct? Like 20 years prior, yeah. You got it. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, 
Larry Bird was like the 80s and he was like 60s. Yep. That is okay. right. I think he started late. Fi- I want to say 59, maybe, was okay. his first year with the Celtics. Maybe 58. I was going to say 57, 58. And then, um, yeah, all the way through the 60s. 13 seasons. 13 years in a row. And, and I think 11, champ- okay. 11 championships in 13 seasons. Yeah, it's, I don't think we'll ever see that again. Yeah, that's impressive. All right. Andrew. My number three. So when I was doing the research for this, I thought of the term Renaissance man. And I thought, you know what? If I'm going to have kind of this whole dinner party happening, I want to I want to have a dude who's kind of like knows a lot about anything and everything. And I, I think this guy doesn't tick all the boxes, of course, but he does tick most. I love the Renaissance um, man. I, lo- I like that Renaissance because, theme. Yeah, that's something that so we the first name that popped up um, was Elon Musk. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm bringing Elon Musk. I, I like that pick a lot. I, I, I think um, not only is he a businessman, but I, I he's just kind of like a forward thinker. Like, I, I just remember, like, with Tesla, SpaceX, his new thing is now called Neuralink. Have you guys heard of this? I haven't heard of Neuralink. This thing is basically like a chip in your brain. And, like, he's taking it seriously. Like, he's saying that, like, your cell phone is already a part of you. What we're going to do, it's basically kind of like a LASIK eye type thing, surgery, where it's just kind of like, like, it doesn't even need, it's not even surgery. Like, you, you don't need to go, like, to a hospital to get it done. Like, it's like, you just put this chip in your head, and, like, by Bluetooth or whatever, like, this is like your phone connected to your head. Wow. That's so crazy. whether or not this will actually, like, I, I'm, this will definitely be a thing. But they're predicting that this is like the, one of the you know biggest inventions alongside like with the internet and with the cell phone. So if I can just have a conversation with this guy, maybe even before you know this whole thing gets even invented and it's before it's a big thing to say I had a conversation with this guy um, who was the inventor of possibly one of the greatest inventions ever. Um, that is totally happening. Among other things, this guy has to offer with SpaceX. I remember the, a couple months ago when it happened. I didn't know what was happening, but my eyes were glued to the screen just because I, I for some reason, I just kind of felt how important this was. Um, especially along with Tesla and everything else. I, I think, uh, obviously, he's like a billionaire, I think, fourth in the world. I think it is now. I, I don't know. But anyway, this guy, you know, he, he can provide basically everything. So, Andrew, you're close to getting your license. Are you going to get a Tesla car? Um, I think that comes under me. Uh, I, 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 who are you asking? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you better start doing chores. Yeah, right. Sports. That's what it is. Yeah. Wash the dishes. Get a Tesla. Yeah, there you go. Just trade off. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the equation right there. I think it's sell a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like Elon. E- Elon, he is um very interesting guy. He's pretty young too. You yeah, know, for all that's the things he's thinking, accomplished, right? because like I, I could say Bill Gates, but when I or, or even Warren Buffett, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting them at all. That they deserve everything that they've got, but I'm just saying like they aren't. Not only are they billionaire, billionaires, but they aren't really doing anything now. You know, like their right. their work is done, kind of kind of thing. You know what I, I mean? Like yeah, they've already made their money. Not. Of course, they're still investing and stuff like that, and they still have their companies. But Elon Musk is so innovative and is still being innovative. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, and he will be like that throughout his whole life. Right. Yeah. 
Very good. Yeah. I like it, Andrew. Thank you. All right, Tom. Number three, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Oh, <laughs> I like The Rock. I like that. I like Who the doesn't rock like The Rock? That's it's true. Yeah, yeah, that's actually very doesn't good. doesn't like that guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I was never into professional wrestling, but what, what humble beginnings this guy had as a, 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 a football player in college. He was living out of his car when he got cut from the NFL and was trying to make a team in, in Canadian football, I think. Um, um, I think his dad was a professional wrestler and always told him never to get into the business. But uh, even before the um, dynasty he has set up in terms of every movie he touches turns to turns to a blockbuster, he was a professional wrestler. Um, and um, he seems like a real funny dude. And so what would, do, what would happen is, is that he would come to the dinner party, right? <laughs> and then he would pull like out of his jacket Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> and so he would have Kevin Hart on his lap. Um, just kind of like a little ventriloquist dummy <laughs> and um, the two of them if you're not familiar with like their uh, their back and forth between the two they're pretty hilarious together yeah and um, you should follow them on Instagram um, but they're always busting on each other so yeah you, you can tell that that chemistry is real it wasn't just for the camera because they are just yeah. hysterical yep yep but even if Kevin Hart isn't available, maybe we'll FaceTime him or something. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Because we've only got like five seats at the table, but um, six seats, including myself. You'll be a servant with, along with us. Yeah, yeah we'll you <laughs> But uh, I, I kind of admire The Rock um, uh, just as far as what he's accomplished, even though, you know, I'm not rushing out to the theater and seeing every one of his movies. Yeah. I never went to see professional wrestling. Um, I wasn't even a fan. I couldn't even tell you what. Uh, I think it was University of Miami, maybe, as far as the college football team. That is correct. The U. But, um, anywho, I still like the dude, and I'd like to have him for dinner. Yeah, I've seen a lot of videos of him talking and, like, giving, like, motivational speeches, talking yeah, about that's his it. Um, yep, yep. upbringing and stuff. And that is, that's a good, really interesting and impressive. Yeah, so I was a huge wrestling fan. I, I kind of quasi am now. I don't watch it nearly as much as I used to. But what was in, what's impressive about wrestling is that you not only have to be a physical specimen you have to have a look right but you have to be athletic which he was like you said tom you know with the nearness of him making uh, professional football teams you know he was talented but yeah. you also have to be able to talk and every, a lot of what wrestlers do is ad lib microphone skills yeah and he was so magnetic i mean he would just have the crowd in his hand it was unlike anything i'd ever seen before maybe the only one close to him was Maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin, but The Rock was kind of a, a step above both of them, I think. Or even you think about Hulk Hogan, too. But Hulk yeah. was just a, you know, he was in another league at, at a different time. But I think The Rock took it up about 12 notches when he was not only athletic, but able to control the crowd better than anyone I'd ever seen before. Yeah. I like it. And you can get swole with him. Yeah, the physique. Yeah, so was him. yeah, that's kind of part of it too. It's no, uncanny our resemblance. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen videos of like his portable gym kind of thing that he has too. It was like this thing that he like I forget. I, I watched this a long time ago, but he like made like these vlogs kind of thing about like like about his gym and like his diet throughout the day and just stuff like that. Just he does like these health videos kind of huh. on YouTube. 
Yeah. I watched. I've, I've never seen it. Do. There's this thing about a portable gym that he takes like on set for movies, and he takes it with him, and it's like all this different stuff that he can uh, shift around. Okay. Yeah. It like makes sense. Thing, like a van, like. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I don't. I, I. I can't remember, but it, it was big. It was like a ton of stuff. Obviously, okay. it's a ton of money to get that all moved around yeah, like that. Is. But you're the rock. You can do it. But. Yeah. Go ahead. Do whatever you want, dude. Right. Eat your. 5,000 calories. Yeah. well, Probably more. Especially when you see someone like him, right? He's super famous, super successful. Um, but he still works out like he's like 22 years yeah. old. He is unbelievably ripped. He's more ripped now than I think he's ever been, which is insane because yeah. I think he's close to or near 50. So, yeah. good fan. Is he actually? Yeah. I didn't think oh, that. Wow, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I thought he was like like almost 40, like high 30. Yeah, I'd say like early 40s. Mm-hmm. We'll have to go on the Google machine in between talks here and figure out his exact age. He's doing it right now. I love it. it. Um, So while you're looking for that, Tom, I'm going to go for my number three. Andrew, this is kind of along your same path with your number three. I I went with Richard Branson. So Richard Branson, um, pretty impressive too. Very humble beginnings. Uh, Started uh, essentially was a magazine company way back in the late seventies and built it into Virgin, which ended up having um, a whole conglomerate of companies underneath it. His latest one is what he calls Virgin uh, Galactic as he's trying to be one of those founders. And I think Elon's in this group too. Yeah, right. I think they're like almost like a partnership type thing. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the competition of who can create recreational trips to space for average everyday people, which is kind of a, crazy concept when you think about it but um if anyone can solve it it's probably one of the two of those guys because they're able to dream things up that others can't and they see opportunity where most people try to run away from it particularly with airlines um i don't think i you know having been on a few planes over the course of my life for work um i I can't imagine getting into that line of business but he was able to do it make it profitable and uh, build other companies and enterprises from it. And I think he's just an interesting guy. I w- had the opportunity to see him speak live at a conference. And I think oh, wow. the, the thing that makes me so impressed with him is he's very, very down to earth. Um, willing to help people, um, approachable, um, always smiling, uh, great personality. And those are things that I, I'm usually attracted to. And I think he'd just be fascinating. And plus he has a great accent because he's English. So I, I like that. Uh, I, I, I like a good English accent. I think um, he uh, has a learning disability when he was growing up. I think that's right, Tom. I remember hearing that in the um, that inter- the the place where I saw him speak. It was kind of again similar to that fireside chat I was mentioning before, and he yeah. had brought that up as one of his motivating yeah. factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like a good dude. All right. Was he on Shark Tank? Yeah, he was on Shark Tank. That's that's half the reason I know him. Yes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is um my number two. Two. I guess. Two spot. Um, yes. Yeah. So this one is probably a little controversial because he's. Ooh, I like it. It's not really. It, it's just someone that's not is not the most well liked person, and I have Tiger Woods. So depending on who you talk to, some people like him. Some people love him. Some people hate him because it's obviously his off the golf course scandals. Extracurricular that he's activities. Right. Um, but I just think the reason I have him here is purely for the golf factor. Like, not for, like, this deeper-than-life stuff, because Tiger, I think he's generally a good person, even though 
Like I don't think. You know I think. What I, mean? I think he's he's he with, gets, with, he's made a lot of mistakes in a very public way, mm-hmm. and I think he's trying to recalibrate not only how he acts as a dad and as a father, but also just as a PGA player. Yeah. So in my opinion, there's a lot of talk like who's better, like Jack Nicholas or Tiger Woods. It's kind of like the big, but I I just think for the era that we're in now, that how influential he's been for golf, I think it's Tiger Woods. And like that last Masters that he had in 2018 was one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. But this is um I I I, I just love to talk to him about um like literally just golf tips. Because if you're gonna get golf tips from anyone, it would be Tiger Woods. You know what I mean? Like, if, like that's just such. It would be so cool to be able to sit down with Tiger Woods and ask him, like, how do I improve my golf game? Because that's something that I think is probably irreplaceable. Like, have a one-on-one conversation with Tiger Woods, talk about your golf swing, and ask him, like, for how to how to just go through your swing and how to tweak things. Like, it's just I think that would be such a cool experience. Yeah, it's almost like uh, you take the dinner out on the 18 hole. Right. Golf exactly. Yeah. And go. say, eat, eat and play with me. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing about Tiger is he might be one of the most mentally strong athletes on the, you know, in general, but also in the PGA for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, yeah, cause that's something I could work on. What's, what are some mental tricks you use? Cause that's something I could definitely use. Well, put me on that list too. I could use it as well. Yeah, that's a good one. Is Tiger Woods like, like if we're saying like of all of golf history, is he really supposed to be considered like the GOAT? Yes. Him and Jack Nicklaus are kind of like the top two. Yeah, so th- there's a there's a measurement, Andrew, that they call the uh, the majors within golf. So there's four majors. It's the PGA Championship, British Open, U.S. Open, and the Masters. And yep. out of those four championships, Jack has won 18. Tiger has won, I think it's 14? Is yes. 14 or 15? I, I don't know if he it just came, became 14 because yeah. of the Masters. If or if it became 15. It became 15. I, I, I'm not but sure. But then, then who's the next person after that? Isn't it like eight? Yeah, it, it's, it's like it, a huge drop. It drops off. pretty significantly. And then the thing, it's like kind of like that Jack Nicholas thing, kind of at the same time too, is that that was also in what, like the sixties, uh, and seventies, and then his last one was in nineteen eighty six at the Masters. Yeah, he was, was like he's like the he oldest, was forty six yeah. years old. But um, it's, it was one of those things where it's kind of like you can talk about this in basketball too, with Bill Russell winning his eleven titles. Like how much should be weighted because it's like back then there was probably definitely less competition. But that doesn't take away from his greatness, I don't think. But then that's, that's it's kind of like Tiger Woods and um, yeah, Jack right, different to times. Yeah, yeah, they've the, been the most influential, okay. and even fifteen. 15 yeah, majors. so he's three away from tying Jack right now. Um, and 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 just golf in general, this that what he's done for the sport is how like it before Tiger came, like golf golf in general was not a popular sport. Like yeah. it, 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 like and, and it was like but. After he came, like golf now, the amount of talent that's in golf at the moment, and the amount of players, and then they're all inspired by Tiger Woods. It's like they're all playing because of him. And I'd add to that if you, when I grew up, you know, golfers kind of looked frumpy. You know, they were overweight. They weren't the most athletic people. Not that Tiger's the most athletic person either. No, no, but Tiger's fit. Yeah, t- t- well, not t- really t- anymore. No, he is. You if, think Tiger's fit? Now? Absolutely. He can. He says he can barely get out of bed. Well, that's because he has three back surgeries and a metal rod in his back. It's not because of, he's not fit. If yeah, you look, okay. if you look at him, it's not like he has a pot belly. I'm yeah, saying, kind of now, he, he does a little. No, bit. I, okay. I completely okay, disagree with you. But and I'd also say that he, he that whole era was brought out by Tiger because if you look at most golfers today, they're more fit than they are out of shape, which is what they yeah, uh, I, formally I, look I also, like. I don't think that it's a fit because of Tiger. I just think it's that it's become so much more popular that people, uh, I don't but know, I, I think, just think t- people I think are going to t- get more athletic as a sport moves forward and more people play. I think Tiger made it popular, okay. though. 
No, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, we all agree on that. Yes, we're all agreeing. Yes. 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 Very good. All right, next person. Yeah, so that was prolonged. Okay. Andrew. Me? Yeah. Take it, Drop Andrew. The deuce. Okay. Number two. My number two is Cristiano Ronaldo. Ooh. Ooh Ronaldo. I, I, I think that um, people will say really Messi versus Ronaldo. You know, and that's the whole thing. If you were to ask me who is the better player, like who was the GOAT, I would 100% say Messi. But oh. just comparing this between him and Messi, you would say that Ronaldo is the machine, Messi is the magician. Meaning that Ronaldo is basically the hard work and just the, you know, the grit to get to where he is. And Messi is really just the natural-born talent. Okay. And out of those two, I respect Ronaldo the most. So I have a similar question to you, similar to what you asked me to golf. Is Cristiano Ronaldo like seen as like the greatest of all time, as one of the greatest of all time through soccer? Of course. Or I didn't know if it was just like a now thing. Like like the difference between like people like what is it Pele and Ronaldo? Like who do people think is better? If that makes sense. I, th- that's the thing you you were saying. Like you, I don't know if you you can't compare. That. Yeah, it's just across I, different I, generations, I know, the game is so different. Yeah, I, I know Pele has the most goals, but I think that's just he was just scoring them for fun. Mm-hmm. Pele played for Santos and Brazil, right? Which is not you've never heard of, right? Mm-hmm. And then New York, I'm just New York Cosmos. I mean, I think that's the only reason people know him, just because of Pele played for them. I, I, I think honestly, yeah, with the Brazil national team, that you you can't compare them. Let me ask you this, Andrew. Uh, who do you think is better between Ronaldo and Messi? He, he just said. Oh, he, oh I he missed was, that. Yeah. I missed that. Sorry yeah, about he said, that. He said yeah. Messi, he believes. Me- Messi, okay. Yeah, but also, like, I, he is just kind of like, yeah, you, you, you see, I, I, you see, like, pictures of him, like, in his, in his, like, I've watched his documentary, like, three times. Like, you see pictures of him in, in Portugal, just kind of like, you know, this malnourished kid. You know, just playing the game, you know, for the fun of it, and then you know, getting picked up by, you know, sporting, and then you know, going to you know, Man United, and then now where he is, you know, at Real and Juventus, it's just kind of insane, you know, the um, kind of just the hard work that he's put yeah. into this into the sport, and what has come from it today. You know, you, you look at. Um, he's the most followed person I on was Instagram. just about to say that. I was, I was, it was like him and like there were some other people I was just about to say, is he the most followed? Because I thought he was. Yeah. He yeah, is, he's made yeah, himself he's, into an icon beyond soccer as well, just exactly. in general. He's one of those people that... Just to jog my memory, I looked up, you know, just like famous people, just just on Google, just for this podcast, just mm-hmm. to, you know. And, and Ronaldo was like on that list of like between everybody who was on, you know, that sort of like Google search. Yep. And I think that just goes to like... Like you couldn't, you wouldn't see Messi on that. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. fair play to him. Like he deserved everything he's got, but he's not, like in my eyes, like the you know most high profile celebrity. Yeah, he's I, a celebrity on top on top of a soccer player. Just kinda yeah, like yeah, on his own. And just you know, just watching him through through his documentary, you know, he like people usually say like Messi versus Ronaldo, like they actually hate each other. There's this clip of him at the Ballon d'Or, like. 
you know, with his son. And he's like, you know, who, who's that? Who's that over there in the corner? It's messy. And, you know, he comes over, gives him a hug. It's just that sort of, I don't know. I just really appreciate that from him. He's really just a family guy as well. He's got like five kids now or something insane. Um, but it's just, it's just nice to see, you know, him and how sort of humble he can be, but just the, also that sort of mentality, that winning mentality that he has. Um, it, it's incredible. And I think to love, I, I'd love to have that sort of chat with him at this dinner. Now, um, let me ask you this, Andrew, how, how many more years do you think he plays soccer? So he's 30, 35, I think I just 35. Yeah. So he's 35 now playing for Juventus. Rumors are coming out, even from Messi, like about some crazy teams. Um, I don't know. He, I, I think he's definitely past his prime. Um, I, I, I think honestly now it's, it's even for me, just mentally, it's still hard to picture him. Um, not in a Real jersey because I think that's really where, where what his prime was, yes. winning you know those five Champions. I think it's five Champions Leagues, um, which is insane. Him and Zidane and, and just everybody there was incredible. But um, yeah, I think he's definitely past his prime now. I think now he's going to look more towards you know um, past you know looking past Juventus. I, I think maybe MLS. I don't know. I, I think that is definitely a huge. Um, change, but obviously it would make a huge impact on the MLS. Just the one of the greatest of all time. You know, just another to add to the list of you know, Zlatan, George Best, Schweinsteiger, that sort of thing. David Beckham, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I think he can really go wherever he wants. Um, it's honestly his choice. I, I feel like any team will really take him. Um, just not one of those you know big champions. Like I, I don't think, I don't think a city, a Man City, would take him. I, I don't think. A Bayern would take him, but I definitely think um, maybe not Spurs, but just any sort of mid team to kind of like wean his day. Whoa, oh, kind of like wane down towards like a lesser team. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does when he finally does leave. Right? Does he? Yeah. Does he want to stay with the sport? Does he do something completely different? Yeah. Because um, he certainly has the financial means to probably go into a completely different industry. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're that, cool. if you're that, like much of a celebrity you can do anything you want and you'll get people to watch you he is the world's first um soccer billionaire wow, wow. so you're, you're right like he could literally do whatever like i can see him becoming an actor i can see him becoming you know just anything so a businessman like i can right. see him uh, like a fashion me. model there's just so many <laughs> yeah exactly he's got his own line of underwear i'm not even kidding <laughs> How many, sponsor? how many pairs do you have? I, no. But what I'm saying is that he can do whatever he wants, and he, he has every right to do so. I like it. Good one. All right, Tom, you're number two. I'm going to continue the theme here as far as our, 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 our second-to-last choices, right? Listen, we could have made an entire table worth of goats from every sport, yeah. right? And um, I thought of that as far as uh, – Tiger, um, Jordan, um, I don't know who would be in MLB, but if it's like Ripken or... Probably you would do Ripken. Definitely. I would do Ripken yeah. for sure. But for tennis, it would be Serena Williams. Um, you like you like Djokovic. Soccer would be Ronaldo, and then NHL would be Gretzky, let's say, right? Our mm-hmm. current, current period uh, goats. But for NFL, I'm taking Tom Brady, uh, and I'm not being a homer here. Um, in fact... It wasn't until uh, this time last year, it was the first time I actually saw Tom Brady play uh, live. Um, I've never been to Gillette to watch an NFL game. Wow. Um, 
So, but I, but I wanted to be able to say that I've seen, um, cause so many other, uh, uh, athletes had retired and I, I never had a chance to see them. Yeah. Hey, you got it so, at the right time. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Season. But, um, despite him moving on to the Buccaneers or what have you, I, I've got nothing against the guy. Uh, I think he's a fascinating human specimen in terms of his athletic ability. He seems like he's got a great head on his shoulders, a uh, great family man, excellent sense of humor. Um, and I just think what he's accomplished at his age is fascinating. I think, yeah, also the brand he's made for himself, too, which I know that you take part in, the TB12. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to talk to him about that, too. Yep, indeed. Yeah, he's, indeed. A, he's a smart dude, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, he's he's all in. Um, and I think what's amazing with Brady is that um, he's. I think he's very vanilla. Like, he, he has a set routine that he follows and that's his thing. And yep. no one can bear him off of that. And I think that's why he's so great um, yep. because he's so maniacal about following through that. Kind of to your earlier point, Tom, he has a process that he a hundred percent believes in. And I think that's why he's going to be unbelievably successful with the Buccaneers this year. Yeah. They're going to be my, my second favorite team to cheer for. Right. Yeah, the other thing about this method is that it's not just him who does it. Like we went in that one time, and who it was? It was Brady. It was Gronk was there. It was um, who's the other guy? Hogan Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it's pretty insane. Like how it's not this whole thing is not just for himself. Like the whole like not the whole, but like a good majority of the Patriots team participates in it as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm just impressed that he gets so many other people to do it, like civilians, like like you know what I mean, yeah. like just people to actually yeah. like buy into this product and like non just athletes, just for like their general health. Athletes too, yeah. obviously, but I just I, I do find that impressive that he's able to do this brand because I think when it first came out, it was kind of like a joke kind of thing, like not a joke, but I don't think many people took it seriously. Right. But now I think yeah. he's really cemented it himself, and it's kind of become like a like a legit brand. You know, I think you understand what I'm saying. Well, especially mostly, when you notice that he's 43 competing at an elite level. That, yeah, it's that, like, that's it's, unheard. it's proof. Yeah, yeah so I mean, like kinda... he, he is yeah, kind right. of the guinea pig in the proof statement. And um, it clearly is something that you know, once he does decide to retire, which is coming sooner rather than later, th- this is going to be his thing. I mean, he, he just yeah. completely has conviction in it. And it's, it's proven that it works for him. Yep. So I like it. Um, so, you know what, Tom, based on who your number two was, um, we we might have to sneak me and my number two in, in together because I think that would be a fun discussion. I have Bill Belichick yeah. as my number two. That would be fun to have both of them there and kind yes. of get them yeah, right. to and, and get, get them together I think would be a lot of fun. Talk about who do you think is more important. Yeah, and, and I think – with Belichick, you know, you were kind of rattling off the goats, and he arguably might be one of the greatest coaches of all time. Oh, I think yeah. the greatest coach of all time. Uh, especially when you think about the challenges of free agency and salary caps and the ever-changing rules of the NFL. Um, when you look at how he's been able to even change his own coaching style just with his tenure with the Patriots, let alone what he did in years past when he was with the Browns and the New York Giants as an assistant coach there. Um he, he's just, I've been so impressed with him. He, he's able to get people to be motivated, to stay on point, to buy into his system. Obviously, the success helps people do that. Uh, but when you think about the history that he's had with his dad and how his dad was a, a great coach back at Navy, he learned from him. And now you can see him transferring that knowledge to his own sons who are now part of the coaching staff with the Pats. 
uh, it's a pretty impressive coaching tree that he's established over the years. And from a lot of what you see on press conferences, people that know Belichick say that he's not like that. He's actually very engaging. Uh, he's very down to earth, but he just doesn't let people see that, particularly news reporters when they're asking him about uh, games, statistics, and highlights, which I think is kind of funny. It's uh, it's almost a mockery, uh, the, the questions that he gets asked and his abrupt answers. But um, when you do kind of get to see him open up about something that excites him, he really goes deep and he can go really deep um, yeah, in a lot of different of avenues. You know I mean? Just kind of. I mean, everyone. If you, ever, if you ever want to see Belichick uh, uh, resemble uh, uh, a human, <laughs> um, go on YouTube and look for him playing catch, playing lacrosse, playing yeah. catch with Paul Rabel. Um, he grew up a lacrosse fan, Belichick, and down at Navy, it was big down there. Of course, uh, he played lacrosse uh, as well. At any rate, um, he uh, about. Five or so years ago, he uh, when the when the NCAA tournament was up here uh, at Gillette, he was playing catch with one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time as well. And um, I'd never seen him be more personable than that because there was no NFL involved. There was no second guessing of uh, you know why'd you call this play and not that play and so on and so forth. So it was um, pretty fascinating. Yeah, that, that's a great point, Tom. I, I had read a story that. Something similar. He was playing lacrosse with someone, and he says the biggest compliment he ever got in his life was the person he was playing lacrosse with couldn't tell whether he was left-handed or right-handed. Yeah. And it shows that he just has a dedication and a mastery to crafts that he really enjoys, and lacrosse is certainly right way up on that list as well. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, my number this one. Is it, the number one. Oh, boy. The... the King of the Hill of all the people you want to yeah. have. So this Who is, is probably the most out there pick out of all my picks so far. Mm. And it's mostly because if you ask the U.S. population, 100% of the population would not say this person existed. And it is Jesus. That is my number one as well. Really? <laughs> oh my God, wow. We didn't even talk about we this. We did not talk oh, about great. it. I love it. Uh, I you mean, go like, first. In, in like the you most serious first. way possible. Like, uh, who knows if Jesus is real? You know, like whatever. But like, I think if, that uh, I, what I, I would mean, say is historically, yeah, like, most, he's he's an actual yeah. person. But, but there happened. are still people but, out yes. there that doubt that he's. An, I think I saw, I read this thing was like it was like twenty two percent of Americans do not believe Jesus was an actual person. So I just remember as a that. kid, he was in my sixth grade history book because there was a section about. The, oh, are you serious? I, I kid you not. And it wasn't about like, you know, it wasn't a religious I mean, thing. Yeah, we've all that, done world history and we learned about this stuff in history. We learned about Christianity. We learned about... Yeah, but um, not about like Jesus. Not like... Yeah, that's true. Zero, yeah, but it's not saying Jesus was a man. Zero. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah but, but how do we know the date? It's B.C. and, and A.D., right? There right. you go. Yeah. But keep going, Jeff. Because yeah. I'm intrigued as to... I mean, it's just a general way. If like, if you're in a do a Q&A with someone, sorry, Mr. Wolof, I'd want to do Jesus. It's just, it's just in general, like, just, there's so many questions in about life in general, I guess, and even if you're religious and not religious, like, I think you kind of just, like, if you had a chance to ask the most famous religious religion worldwide, the leader of that religion, per se, or the, what is, what is it? I don't know how to say it. Or, or the, the create the, the, the yeah, whatever. of the religion, it, Yes, right? to ask them questions. I think it's just, it's kind of like a no-brainer for me. If anyone, like, what would I rather have? Who is my number two, Tiger Woods or Jesus? I mean, it's kind of like Jesus is kind of, you know what I mean? Even if he's not real, I'd waste a spot just to get the chance to do it, if that makes sense. Yep. 
I mean, and then at the same table, I guess you got Kanye West, who who said he's Jesus before, and then you got yeah. actual Jesus. So it's all, it all so, yeah, comes for a circle. You can have them duking it out as to who's the real Jesus, which <laughs> yeah. would be great to watch. Yeah. It's like that Spider, it's like that Spider Man meet, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, when they're pointing at each other, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, to to tag along on that, what, what I'm so in, intrigued by is, you know, it's 2020. So Jesus has been gone for 2,000 years. And there's crosses everywhere you look. People wear chains around their neck. There's churches that are up. Um, you know, personally, I, I'm Roman Catholic, so I, I've, I've been believing in it for, you know, for quite some time. But re- taking that off the table, taking the complete um, personal beliefs off the table, I'm just impressed that there's such a following this many years after. Uh, it, it blows my mind in, in a lot of regards. Yeah, like um, I bet if you talk to Jesus, I don't even think it would get this big. How do you think things are going yeah. out compared to like, I mean, because he was just in a small section right. by, um, you know, the Israel area of the world. And to think that it's all over the world now is pretty crazy. Um, so I, I, I feel the same way. I think it'd be fascinating to ask him a bunch of questions. Uh, you know, to, to your point, Gav, you know, what do you think of everything that you're seeing today? Right. <laughs> you know, um, and how much it's spread. <laughs> Um, I think that'd be uh, absolutely fascinating. I can't believe you had him as number one. I know. I didn't think anyone else would, so that's cool. Wow. So we kind of screwed up the order on you guys. But, Andrew, I think you're up next. Yeah, all right. Um, This this one is not very close to Jesus, but very close to my heart. The (laughs) devil? No. No. Lucifer. (laughs) No. Um, Number one, when I – like, when – this question, you know, is asked, you know, who would you bring? The first name, like I said, this is how I did my order. The first name that popped into my head was Mauricio Pochettino. Um, just a little background, in case you guys don't know. If you, if you know me by now, I'm a huge fan of the, uh, diehard fan of the soccer team, the Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, this guy, basically, I guess you could say, is when I started becoming a fan, was like the, the very beginning of the Mourinho era. Right, uh, Pochettino era. No, sorry, yeah, Pochettino. Sorry, Mar- Mar- Mauricio Pochettino era, not the Mourinho era. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's really him in his coaching style plays. What made me really fall in love with the sport, you know, along with him and him bringing along Harry Kane and just that whole boom of just like of just growth and you know him bringing the team to really what they are today. Um, if you look at him and just, um, his press conferences and just like, it, like, uh, it just kind of warms my heart. It just brings a smile to my face to just kind of see him being himself up there and just kind of like being honest and being humble. Like, I, I don't think like, I, I know there are other fans out there who are, you know, who, who love their coach to death. I'm not saying that I, I I'm, I'm saying if, if I were a United fan, I would probably be saying, Sure, Alex Ferguson right now, or say you know Jurgen Klopp, even. But just I, I, I feel like there's something different about Pochettino, where it's the fact that he has not won a single trophy at his time at Spurs, and yet he still finds a way to like just bring find himself in every fan's heart, and just like their love of this whole team and what he has done to it. Um, I, I, I appreciate so much. I mean, like. It's just insane. I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't stop talking about it right now. It's just, like, the fact that, um, you know, he brought up this team 
and he has gotten fired since, you know, elephant in the room, he is now fired. He is not part of this team anymore. And when he got fired, it was, I felt like it was almost like a death in the family. I'm not going to lie. It hit me hard. It, it was, not to say it was unexpected, but it was kind of unexpected, honestly. Like, we did have a bad run of form, but I never imagined that that would lead to him getting fired. But, hey, that's honestly how the world of soccer is these days. If you had a, if you get five losses in a row or lose a big game, you're out. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think since then, um, he's had, you know, like, since the whole quarantine, he's had little, like, you know, um, you know, Sky Sports have, like, interviewed him saying, you know, uh, what do you want to do next, right? And he's saying, I want to come back to, like, I, I want to continue my career as a manager, but I want to come back to Spurs and say, like, a final goodbye. And that, if, if, if for the amount of time that I followed him and this team, that, you know, that sort of emotion that he still has for this club is incredible. Um, and just, just him, you know, just everything, that even, like, him saying, you know, on his grill, like, you know, Mauricio Pochettino, he's magic, you know, is kind of like the chant, and he's got a grill at his house that says he's magic, you know. It's just like he he, he obviously has a connection with the fans still, and it's sad the way he left. Um, but I, I still want to. He and the fans want him to come back, and that's just so incredible. And I I, I can't wait if that opportunity comes. Um, and it's really just kind of like that sort of um, belief and his whole sort of persona, I think, is incredible. Andrew, how long did he get fired ago? Um, I want to say it was February, January. Oh, so fairly recently then. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it was It was rough. It was rough. Um, It'll all be um, documented on the uh, Amazon. That's what, yeah, that's what I was going to get to you. Yep. Series that's coming out at the end of this month on August 31st. It's called All or Nothing. All or Nothing, yeah. So just they, they, this kind of whole like Amazon Prime series. They, they've done like other teams before I've seen, uh, but the whole series is All or Nothing, and basically what they, they've had camera crews this whole season um, following the team, and, and and supposedly there is footage of him the moment he's fired. Wow, that's going to be pretty impressive to see. It's the pure emotion that there is from that. It will just kind of be you know earth shattering for me. Like, I don't know. It will just be crazy to, to imagine. I love the passion. I mean, it clearly comes through. I, and I, yeah. I, I, I'm I, – I, the most I know about professional soccer is what I hear you tell Gav about. And, I know, and, yeah. And when you guys play FIFA. So I, I'm actually excited to watch that uh, documentary. Yeah, I urge everybody to. It, it, it'll be incredible. And, like, it, this will not be a success story. This will not be – you know, a dynasty story, like, you know, like Michael Jordan, The Last Dance type stuff. This is not... Yeah, it's almost like about. the opposite. Like, kind of like a... You know what I mean? Like, how they weren't yep. able to win. No offense, but... Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's the thing about Spurs. They are, you know, the fingers often pointed to them saying, you have not won any trophies. You are the laughing stock of all Premier League teams. And what I say to that is, you know, like, Pochettino has done everything in his power. You know, he has brought the team to a Champions League final. Yeah, you guys with, are contending. So saying you're the laughing stock, I think, is hard, because like, if no, you're but, getting but there... It's, just, it's, it's true. Just... We have not won any trophies, and I take that, you know, mm-hmm. I, that that is true. 
fair play. We have not won any trophies, but the fact that he has taken this team to a Champions League final without making any signings in the summer and in the winter is incredible. And without Harry Kane, for that matter. Yeah, right. He has not been in many of those big games. And the final was the game he showed up at, and of course we lost. But just, and I'm talking crazy about this. I basically know everything about this guy. It's kind of crazy. But, and, like, um, Spurs have not won any trophies, but yet they in world football currently they are in in the top ten like most valuable teams. They are in like I, I think in the seventy nine range. Wow! And that's all Pochettino. Like that is all him right there. All him and maybe Daniel Levy a little bit, but just the the, the impact that he's made on this club and get have not won any trophies, but just him changing the club in the way they play their football is just insane. Impressive. I love your passion, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. That, that's, I think I've got every single last bit of information I could out of here. <laughs> I like it. Um, Tom, guess what? I, I know I can predict your <laughs> last guess. Well, that, that was kind of the precipice of the whole reason why we had this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right true. Yep, yep. Back uh, to, that, circling back to the beginning. Yeah, why, why we decided to do this topic in the first place. Because <laughs> I wanted to have, the, have a... And an occasion to have Dave Grohl uh, sitting uh, at my left hand um, to uh, enjoy a, a nice dinner. Um, well, we're serving. Have, have, a, have a great laugh and um, just enjoy a conversation. So uh, for those not in the know, Dave Grohl's the lead singer of uh, the Foo Fighters and former drummer of Nirvana. Um, but um, he seems like an all-around uh, nice guy. Um and just uh, fun to be around, and um, great sense of humor. So um, you'd be hard pressed not to, um, I guess, at least smile with this guy in your presence, and definitely uh, get a good belly laugh uh, here or there. So he's my final choice. And when you look at it, and and I think all of us have um, someone from business and industry. Um, so actually, yeah, it's kind of incredible. Like. Yeah, looking back, like it's kind of like pulls something from each little topic. Yep. You know, we got athlete. Yeah. Business person. Yeah. Jesus. 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 Yeah. Right. It's, um... Check all the boxes. All right. Well, in, innovators. Um. You know, forward thinkers. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And then there's yeah. Morgan. So Freeman. basically, Jesus as well, right? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. 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 Morgan Freeman. He, and yeah. he sounds like Morgan Freeman from what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if, if, right. if Jesus came to dinner, he'd sound just like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And so, so back to, to Andrew's uh, original request of me just to say also, well, what was the dinner? What were you serving? Right. Yeah. I'm not really sure exactly sure what people are going to order because we're going to have this at a restaurant. It's going to be, my dinner party is going to be like after the SBs or maybe it's after the Grammys or maybe it's an, an, an inauguration ball. We're all going to be dressed up in like tuxedos, but our ties will be untied and uh, we'll be sitting in this like round booth, um, the six of us and, um, at a steakhouse, and uh, Tom Brady will probably order something like um, without red meat in it. Maybe he'll yeah. he'll break the rules tonight. But yeah, he might um, do like tempeh or what is it like tempeh? Tempeh like, or jack some jackfruit? Jackfruit. Some, uh, <laughs> yeah. Tofu. Right. Um, but uh, steaks. Uh, kind of ice cream for dessert. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have, exactly steaks and uh, maybe like some um, some side dishes, a la like a like a Morton's or a Ruth's Chris or something like that. So. That's what I envision. There you go. 
I like that. A- Andrew, what about you? What, what would you do for food? Yeah, so for my food, I, I, I'm thinking um, this might be a little weird. I, I don't know how everybody in my party will feel about this, uh, but this is kind of me. You know, it's my thing. Um, I will have an appetizer of uh, raw oysters. Mm. Ooh. Christian like, just unlimited. Like and then um, for the main course, we will have Chipotle. We'll cater. There you go. Chipotle will cater, so that, that way everybody can kind of get, get, if you want a burrito, your chips, own, right? taco, a... bowl, salad, yeah. whatever you want. I will, get, I'll, I will leave that option open. Um, and for side dishes with that, we will have um, some good old-fashioned stovetop stuffing. Wow. Like it? Like it? Cooked in the microwave. So Chipotle, I mean. oysters, and stuffing. <laughs> Along with another side dish of um, like hibachi-style like fried rice. I like it. Is this like the and Andrew Barra dream dinner? Kind of. Yeah, that, that, that's basically what I'm saying right now. Yep. And then, um, I guess, I, I, you know what's weirdest that I do know, like, the favorite food of, like, one of my guests, and, like, I know the favorite food of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, so I guess his favorite food is, like, bacalao or bras. So it's, like, I think it's some sort of, like, Portuguese dish. But to, to be a nice guy, I will give that option to him to, in case he wants to have it. And then for dessert... You know, I'm not a huge dessert guy, so on our way home, we'll go to 7-Eleven and get some Slim Jims, Takis, you name Takis. it. Takis. And bread. smoke Gouda Triscuits. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I think we're just going to do bread and wine, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right. Unlimited. Unlimited. Bread, fish, and wine. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Gavin. It's, it's you and I pour the water, and Jesus is like... <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Then he makes it. Yes, yeah. He's like, there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What would you do, Gav? Um, I like steak and mashed potatoes. Nice, not fillet. I don't like fillet. I like a little fat on there. Um, and then a little garlic mashed potatoes and some edamame. Yeah, that's a staple for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm. I, I like the steak route, but I, I would start with some Italian appetizers. I do an eggplant rollatini. I do some uh, meatballs, and then I'd roll into a, a nice porterhouse steak. And I, you know what? Let's carb up, right? I'll also join you on the mashed potatoes. Eat it, beat us. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go full tilt, and uh, then you know dessert. It's got to be some kind of chocolate cake and ice cream combination. That's that's like my go-to. There we go. I like it. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. not getting so. It's, it's right around it's dinner, dinner time, time now. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm yeah, right. starving thinking about this meal right now. Starving. This has been fun, guys. Oh, Thank you. I enjoy. I enjoyed this one uh, to the gills. This yeah. is one of my favorites. Well. This is me talking everything. Um, and I'm Gavin Croak. I am Jeff Croak. And special member Andrew O'Bara. Right. Special Tom O'Bara. Episode 32. Talk about people you want to have dinner with. Thank you all for listening.